Wildcard Weekend was not quite what its name might suggest. We had some interesting games. That Bears ending was tragic. Sorry to any Cody Parkey stands out there. Uh, but now we're previewing the divisional round. We're also doing our accountability episode, taking a look back at our bold predictions, at our plum picks, at some calls we made throughout the year, checking in and seeing if we got any of them right. Spoiler alert, we did. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Hello. And Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, Wild Card Weekend is over. Good. Which team are you happy to see booted from the playoffs, if any? I'm sad to see the Bears lose, to be Yeah, honest. that was a tough one. They really could have made a run. I think uh, they have a better chance stylistically against the Saints than the Eagles will. Yeah, and, you know, I feel bad when it comes down to the kickers, you know? You see all those because guys out there. you love kickers so much. Well, that's the thing. You see all the guys out there who, like, you know, work so hard on every single play. Right. And then some just joker who, if he told a girl in a bar he was a professional football player, would not be believed. Goes would be out laughed there at. And ruins the entire season. So it sucks. Yeah. A I little. Know. It does. Stink. I guess it's part of the game, but it's a part of the game that I don't respect. Yeah, and he's part of the team, but it's it doesn't really feel like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I right. know that's mean to say, but it just doesn't really feel like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Does he have to go to the locker room after that? Was it every road team that won? Uh, the Colts won. They were on the road. The Chargers won. They were on the road. The Cowboys won at home. Okay, yeah. So go. they were the only home team to win so far. This I mean, is actually you, why my parlay of $1 to pay out 35 didn't hit because I took every dog. Right. And it's, you know. Unfortunately, one, usually one the, couldn't close the it out The home teams you. are not the dogs. No. Yes. Rarely. So thanks, right. Dak. If you're the head coach, if you're Matt Nagy, does Cody Parkey, is he your kicker next year? How could he be? I Honestly, for me, I wouldn't care. It doesn't make a difference. Let's ask right? Don. Um, <laughs> no, he shouldn't be. The Statistically, kicker. it makes no difference. Yeah, I think he yeah, at all. Right. And yeah, he's like, not. Who are they going to get? Another guy who kicks eighty-five percent and crumbles like a cracker under pressure. He hit it on the icing one. It's just yeah. like you know, true. You miss, and he doesn't miss by a large margin ever. He hits the the, the he hits the crossbar the every time. Yeah, like hitting the upright is harder to yeah. do than anything else. Makes it real suspenseful. No doubt. I know. If if the NFL is staged and Cody Parkey is inside of this scheme, he is He's the, the best kicker ever. GOAT staged football player ever. Oh, yes. yeah. Absolutely. That is accuracy that can't be questioned. Yes. So uh, we've got a lot to get to. We're going to preview the divisional round at the end of the episode. Most of you guys have been watching these teams, so we know that there's not a ton that we can tell you that's going to be any different, but we do have some takes about the teams and what we think about fantasy football playoff formats and all that other stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, it's our accountability episode. We did this last year, and I thought it was it was one of my favorite episodes just because nobody does this. Like, nobody takes a look at, like, it's their bold predictions back. and, like, oh, I got that wrong. Like, we did this. It's and fun. It's fun. And we're, we also have, we did a little bit of a deep dive on our plum picks of the year, and uh, we got some interesting information about that, too, and some conclusions that we've drawn about certain positions and all those kinds of things. And so this is going to be a really fun episode. And if nothing else, you'll get to be like, oh, these guys get it wrong sometimes too. Not as often as you do, but all, but sometimes. Sometimes. I There's do. still a reason for you to listen. Yes. And, and it hurts, you know. We know the pain yeah. of getting it wrong. 
I've, I was stung, you know, by some yes. moves this oh, year of course. and some tough decisions. So. Yeah. So in the bold predictions episode, we went snake. We went um, around the horn. So I'll start with my first one, with the one that I believed in the most, and the one that came probably the shortest of actually hitting its goal. I said that Jimmy Graham and Devonte Adams would combine for thirty touchdowns, and I did that basically assured that Devonte Adams was going to get fifteen plus. And I thought Devontae Adams was going to be like, okay, he'll get 15. He'll get somewhere between 15 and 19, and that'll make up for Jimmy so Graham. Lofty, oh, yeah, of course. Delivered. But Almost like delivered. even on like the prop bet pool in the beginning of the year, like we had who's the best tutty-buddy combo, like yeah. the quarterback and receiver who's going to score the most touchdowns between right. them. Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers are a popular choice at that yeah. point. So, it, right. you know, people were in on the hype, and that's part of the thing is a bold prediction, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We could fall short on all of these and have no guilt whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it was an interesting storyline to follow because yep. I think we all kind of thought that Jimmy Graham was a really intriguing option going to Green Bay, and it literally did not pan out the way that we expected at all. Yeah. A lot of teams got burned because they took Jimmy Graham too high in drafts. That I wasn't we all like participated terribly in. excited for him. I kind of knew he wouldn't be much of a yardage guy, but I thought the touchdowns, you know, I thought 10 touchdowns for him was actually possible. And yeah. It wasn't even close. No, not it's even off. close. Uh, we got a great year out of Devontae Adams, 111 catches, over 1,300 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Oh, he had an unbelievable season, finished as finished as a top three wide receiver again. Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. It's, there's no question about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it'll be interesting to see where, you know, we had, we didn't really talk about the news with Antonio some people, Brown. Some was, people have yeah. uh, Devontae Adams going into the season as the number one wide I out. mean, he'll go ahead of Brown. Like regardless of where Brown we'll goes, see, we'll see where Brown goes. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting what's going on right now. Yes, uh, the math. Of course, it happens after we record. Yeah. The math is a little funny with it, you know. Yeah. So they have to fudge the numbers to kind of paint the story, whichever side they want it to be. But they don't lose too much money to trade him. The possibility that he could be traded is a strong one. Yes, yeah, for it, sure. it looks like that's the only way that this story is going to end with Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh at this point. Big Ben's like restructuring so they can get more cap space for this year if they were to do it and stuff too. Oh, yeah. wow. He's like, I'll help you get him out of here. It's well, insane. that's a big deal. It's because insane. it's the cap space. It's not cash. So cash, they actually kind of make out all right. But it's, cap like, space it's a great way for Big here. Ben to treat the guy who extended his career by like three years. It's like a Kobe and Shaq breakup. But yeah. he's got Juju now. I mean, he loves Juju. That's yeah, the thing. So do the, the, so the rest of the team. He was voted Steelers team MVP. That apparently caused the rift yeah. between Antonio and Brown that, and the Steelers. There was that game that they lost at the goal line, and they when that last fourth down play or whatever, right. and they threw to the Antonio pick. Brown, and they asked Ben, like, "Do you think do you regret the play calling at all?" He's like, "I think we should have thrown to Juju four times." And oh, I was yeah. like, "Okay, this like, is something. This bad. isn't yeah. going the so way." It that should. was the first red flag yes. among many. Agreed. So, needless to say, we love Juju for yes. next year. <laughs> yeah, he could be on a bold prediction list. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Scott, let's go with you. What was your first predict- prediction you'd like to talk about? I'll start with one of my worst ones: Blake Jarwin, top fifteen tight end. He um, probably almost got there. Do you have the data? He got. I'll take a look. He got all his points in one week, basically doubling his his season total. But what a week in the last week! But an amazing week. Showed his potential. I don't know what the Cowboys were looking at all year. I knew it coming into the year. How did they not know? Blake Jarwin finishes as tight end twenty six. Yeah, so you know, so I said top fifteen. And when you think it about, was all tied to one. When game, you think but. about the amount of points that separates twenty six to fifteen in yeah, the tight end position, it's probably not a top. Fifteen not was many. Chris Herndon with seventy four, so okay. he was twenty six points short. Yeah, so if he just played, you know, a couple more snaps here and there each game, two other good games, a couple more, yeah, a couple more touchdowns, but. 
you know, I think the the thought process was there that there was just no pass catcher for the Cowboys, and then they get Amari Cooper. Obviously, they need and they use Zeke so much in the passing game this year that they never really used a tight end, and they never really used any of these receivers that much. You're either. not you're not wrong though. Like that role has always been a spot. That's always been a spot that's been used in that offense, right? And it seemed like. I mean, I don't want to say no. that was the big coming out party and that it's going to be that way forever, but it could go into the future. Like, this bold prediction could work for next year. Um, and yeah. no one to be like, this isn't bold enough. Quick right. correction, because we let, we love to use our standard uh, statistical <laughs> research for half-point PPR. In half-point PPR, Blake Jarwin was tight end 27, 30 points behind tight end 15. Whatever. Okay. So just wanted to mop that it's up. not yeah. terrible. Just in case somebody fact-checked us and was like, you're wrong. I still believe. Yeah, oh, I, I think going into next year, I think he is, like... He's a guy I'm looking at for next draft. Like we were looking at George Kittle in this year's draft, a guy who I think I can wait forever on, get him whenever I want, and And could end up being an every week starter. I find that to be more like Herndon, tight end 15. Yeah, who was tight end 15? You're right. That's the sweet spot. Yeah, Yeah. but I'll go with uh, one of mine. This one was a pretty decent one. I don't. I won't. I won't follow Scott's. uh, lackluster one that he, of his own work. I started with, with one of my bad yeah, ones. Yeah, so I'm going to pick up the I'm going to start with the bad ones and finish strong. Okay. Yeah, so this I one that's how I did I mean, this year. one's not a banner one by any stretch of imagination, but it was that Leonard Fournette will have more receptions than Kareem Hunt this year. This was so an this, interesting one. This one went in several different directions, obviously. Leonard Fournette misses a lot of games. The oh, guy oh, only played eight games. He played less games than Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt turns out to be a complete piece of garbage. That is true, and Kareem Hunt's uh, career and season was cut pretty short, yes. very likely, after uh, the 11th game of the season. So after eight games, Leonard Fournette had 22 receptions. After 11 games, Kareem Hunt had 26. So this would have panned out. It would have. And yeah. it was one of those, I, I say this to say things, because Leonard Fournette was getting more receptions, getting more involved in the pass game. I mean, right. look how many passes TJ Yeldon was catching. Yeah, and, you know, sad news on Leonard Fournette. We've talked about it as well, is that they've voided some of his guarantees and his contract and the guarantee money that he's entitled to. So we'll see what happens. Does that make him. cutting him this offseason easier? Then? Yes. I think very uh, much okay. so. So Or trading him or whatever. Yeah. They just won't owe him dead money, I'm pretty sure is what They're happens. tired of his antics, And I it was guess. it stems from his but suspension will directly. And I'm sure he's tired of on. losing. So yeah. Someone will definitely take him And on. I don't think that they have to get rid of him by any stretch of imagination either. But Kansas the whole City. thing is, is that there is, there is the receiving chops there for Leonard Fournette. Sure. Yeah. So while people won't notice that again, because yeah. this is a very small sample size, he's... Um, a running back who's fine in PPR. People yeah. think he's like a goal line plow and it goes to show because people think Kareem Hunt is some out of the backfield wonder that Leonard Fournette actually would have out caught him right throughout the season. I mean, yeah. one of the things that you used to bolster this bold prediction, Tom, was that Mahomes, you, you could tell they were building this offense to go deep. And when you do that, it does not lean well to checkdowns to running backs. And they really didn't do a whole lot of that. They weren't running screens that often. They did it a little bit more with Damian Williams, which kind of surprised me a little bit. But they were doing it with Kareem Hunt, just not as much. Yeah. And so this prediction, I thought, was a really great one. I would consider this as one that did pan out because Leonard Fournette missing half the season and only losing by four catches. Played three less you win. games. He yeah. Played three yeah. Less games. And played three less, game, three less full games. And... I'm sure if you took his average and if he just played to his average, he probably would be there. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I probably could have done that. Probably yeah. would have surpassed yeah. him big time. <laughs> yeah, the average probably yeah. would have worked in your favor. But um, a little I late think, now. A I think late. the numbers yeah. you put out there are uh, are good enough. Well, it's Fair worth enough. saying you know, that he only played eight games. Kareem Hunt only plays 11 games. Yeah. Interesting numbers. Yeah. Rightfully, only plays 11 games. 
Um, I'm going with another one that I think is similar to what Tom said, where if this player I'm talking about played the full season, this would have hit no problem. I said Cooper Cup was going to be this year's Adam Thielen, a guy who was drafted in the ninth through 11th rounds. You could get him as your wide receiver four, and he could end up being you know a wide re- right. a steady wide receiver two. I was wrong, but in the best way possible because Cooper Cup was a wide receiver one before he left. Yeah, he was and he he was the wide receiver two for a good stretch. Of a the great of the year. stretch of the year. He had some monster games, which we'll talk about a little bit later because early think, in the season, Tom was just in his glory with yes. Sanders and and Cubs. Yes, and it. so I just felt that you know. He was Adam Thielen from last year. He Their came on and like hit this kid's a little bit, train. but so did Thielen at the end of last year too. And, yeah, exactly. And Cup still put up huge numbers. So even if that happened, I agree with you. You know, he was awesome. But so I'm considering this a, a win for us too. Yeah, it only seemed like it wasn't a win because Thielen was going so nuts in the beginning of the year. Yeah, but he came back down to earth. So the comparison doesn't seem so unjust. Right. It right. actually seems like it fits perfectly. And don't forget, yeah. like Cooper Cup was outscoring Adam Thielen for a majority of the time that he was healthy. I'll stay in line with the injuries too. Uh, Sony Michelle will lead all AFC East running backs in fantasy points. So who did? Um, it was James White who had a monster. Year. Oh right, wow. right, 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 an absolutely monster year out of necessity and you know Sony Michelle probably never would have caught him even if he starts the year fully fully healthy but he misses the first two games I believe or one game and he's eased in the second wow. game nearly a hundred points more in half point PPR for James White yeah I mean James White was what a year this year yeah, yeah he amazing had a great season year. but honestly I would go right back to the well on this one again I don't think there was a game that Sony Michelle played for the Patriots that he didn't lead the team in carries and he 209 rushing attempts. Yeah, I mean that's incredible. In Double the what game, White had. That's a the, lot of attempts in the amount of games that he played back. too. You know, he misses yeah. the first game. He misses three games in the middle of the year, and he and he gets hurt in the Bears game in the first quarter, which you know he probably would have well, got himself. And you also consider how many um, receptions he gets as well. It's not like he's devoid of value in that right. area. So and I think getting... he's going to be used more in that capacity next year. Fewer targets than James Devlin this year. For I Sony saw, Michelle. I saw this. That's predict- crazy though. That's and it's stupid. just like I, it's just not going to happen again. I don't no. Think I think that because of the injuries and all that type of stuff, especially the injuries to their own backfield, they kind of just had to pigeonhole him as like that hammer kind of back, which he's not. He not isn't. That's not really him. It's very funny that it went that way. Yeah, but he's capable of doing that, and I think that's a great sign moving forward. Him and Chubb were on the same team, and if you asked who would have more receptions, the answers would be exactly the opposite. Chubb dominated him in that regard, so I think that that can change a little bit. And you know, I read this bold prediction. I was like, I mean. Obviously, I won't do it because you know I'm original and I want to come up with new, fresh takes every but year. You just but just do it again. I could do that one again. Yeah, and I, I would be confident. One about that it. I won't do again. Uh, same team is Chris Hogan will be a oh, uh, no, no brainer walk on starter. This is the last time we're talking about him. Yeah, I actually brought up that he would surpass. Um, Wes Welker's inaugural New England 2007 <laughs> season where he hit 1,175 oh yards. Right. Oh, my. Uh, the stars seem to align. You know, it, it looked really good for Chris Hogan. Uh, didn't pan Opportunities out. Opportunities. Uh, not, even, not even close. You know, the, the signing of uh, Josh Gordon, you could almost pin as a blame on this, but it was never going. The train was securely off the tracks. Oh, like yeah. it didn't matter at no. all. Um, the signing of Josh Gordon was probably because of the epic failure of this For rather sure. than, you know, it, it wasn't something that cut uh, Chris Hogan out. Yeah. So this one, huge miss. And uh, that's, that's really all there yeah. is. To yeah. Say. Chris Hogan is devoid of fantasy value yeah. uh, for the time being. And uh, 
he'll probably have like an amazing season. I'll next never year. pick yep. him again. Well, in like true Patriots fashion, right? You know, yep. like he's going to be an amazing yeah. wide receiver next yeah. year. Well, yeah, yeah. Edelman will miss time with an injury. Actually, I, I can't something. wish that on Edelman. Well, no, Josh, will miss time no, Josh injury. Gordon, Gronk. Yeah. Uh, Who in, knows? In the waning uh, twilight of his career. So it actually could line up for Chris yeah. Hogan again, right? But uh, I'm Please not going to be. Please don't tease me like yeah. that. I'm not going to be the one Can we just move on from this? Yeah. Can we just move on from this conversation? I can't. It's have making this. too much sense. Philip Dorsett <laughs> outplayed him, man. It's making he too much way sense. Way outplayed him. Yep. I'd rather have Dorsett than him. Yeah. In dynasty. In like a redraft, I don't think I'd the, care to have if, either. If of them all those stars aligned and it was between Chris Hogan and Dorsett, I'm taking Dorsett. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Dorsett's younger. I too. thought I it's missed good. this one terribly. And I mean, I turned... for dynasty wise, he's way younger. Dorsett. Okay. I mean, just I, saying. he might not even be on the team next year, though. Uh, he's young. He's That's young. pretty much all matters. Yeah. Uh, I thought I got this one way wrong, but it turns out I got it right. I said Kenny Stills is going to be a top fifteen wide receiver, and he ended up as wide receiver fifty. <laughs> so if you say it fast enough, I got it right. <laughs> Um, okay, a sure. lot to go, a lot to go into it. Kenny Stills missed one game this year, uh, only played in 15 games, but That's even, what sti- did it. even still 553 receiving yards, that and six touchdowns, spots. uh, 64 targets, no, what dropped which is criminal spots is Brock Osweiler. Yeah. That was DeAndre Hopkins. Couldn't even play with Brock Osweiler. How do you expect Kenny Stills yeah. to be able to play? Exactly. With he needs someone comparable. He does. I can't uh, wait. For, I still can't wait for Kenny Stills next year. He's just going to go even later. Things are looking up, though. The Dolphins are moving on from Adam Gase. Ryan Tannehill seems to be on his way out as well. Oh, it could be a brand new system, a brand new quarterback. And who they still Ford got Kenny nobody Stills, to throw to. And they still have nobody else. You got Jakeem Grant coming off of an Achilles injury. Albert Wilson, I think, is coming off of a I'm really bad in injury Albert as well. Wilson, though. Yeah, he had a great year. It's he a was very injury. quietly. It's a gruesome injury, so we'll see yeah. how, he, uh, yeah. how he tracks. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Scott, we'll go to you for your next one. Okay, um, this one's an, uh, a tough one to follow, kind of, so we'll have to walk down the path together, but I'll, I'll take you down nice and easy. Um, there will be more pass-catching running backs started in fantasy than traditional, like, you know, typical 20-carry bell cow backs, and it actually didn't really hold true this year. There were some uh, there were some shockers. You know, there were some guys like Lamar Miller, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry finishes the year really strong. Um, these guys were littered all over the top 25, even like AP, Marlon Mack, Jordan Chris Howard Carson. in the beginning and the end. Exactly. So, you know, there weren't really a lot of guys that were like low carry, high catch guys that I were expecting. You know, the only guys in the top 25 that were like that were Cohen, uh, like Kenyon Drake, Eckler, and obviously James White, who we were talking about before. But other than that, a lot of these guys were getting, you know, 15 to 20 carries a game. And it wasn't, you know, it didn't seem like it would be too indicative of how the NFL was going, you know, how everything seems so pass happy, but there has to be some semblance of balance. And it seems like these teams are just giving it all to one guy now. And that one guy is super valuable. Yeah. So I didn't think that that was coming. I thought there were going to be more Tariq Cohen's out there. And you saw it with like guys like Jakeem Grant and like, you know, these weird type of trendy playmakers yeah. who get carries and can hit long plays, even a guy like Albert Wilson. But, you know, it just wasn't like too sustainable. Whereas a guy like Chris Carson, who was getting 15 to 20 carries a week, just like throughout the course of the year, he just wore down and he was just going to be a top 25 wall. It's also just that like AP division too. of labor, how we talk about how a lot of teams just have two running backs and even how Sony Michelle fell victim to it. Right. It's like, you are the guy who catches the ball. You yeah. are the guy who runs the ball. Yeah. And if that team is more successful and has leads, then it's going to be the guy who just runs the ball. Doing what they going to be doing that. Yeah. So it's kind of a victim of uh, how wi- each team 
played out their season. If could they're it, yeah. a really good team, obviously like the time burner guys are good. Do you think then that those teams were good because they had a guy that they could give the ball to when they're up but, who yes. can shoot clock? I mean, look at the Ravens game that just happened, right? Yeah. They get behind and their whole thing is upside down. Yeah. And that their was, whole game plan was win. And yeah. the epitome and play of their, while you're ahead. the epitome of their offense is burn the clock, right. know, rushing attempts, let's go. And when you get down by two possessions near them, it's it's like ball game. And you're already. wasting so much clock with your game plan because that's how you can play or that's how you're choosing to play also another thing about this one too is that these other guys these pass catching guys they're not really sustainable you know they don't stay healthy you see chris carson or i'm sorry chris Chris thompson Thompson. and uh i knew you knew right where i was going with that geo bernard too you know he can't stay healthy either so there were chances out there matt burrito is in and out but he's like that kind of hybrid style missed two games but was in and out of like four of them great year i know you're pissed about that i love him though yeah yeah, he still had a great year but you know, I thought there would be more guys like that. Marlon Mack missed four games. I know, but he and he even and he he's even still, like is a, still a, looking a like a bell cow now. Yeah, he's like a. Chris, I I'm really you know smitten by him in this playoff run. I guess we can get into that later. But, yeah, uh, him and Chris Carson really excite yeah. me. These carry guys for next year are gonna yeah. you know they really excite me instead of being so fixated on the pass catchers. Right. So so bookmark the uh, bookmark the Marlon Mack love. Yeah, and oh, let's go to Tom's next bold prediction. Yeah, this one um, it's it's hard to say that it would have panned out or wouldn't have. And it was a Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo would finish outside the top 15. He there did was, get hurt week three. We yeah, talked about this. There was so much hype going around him uh, in the draft season. And you know how much we don't prioritize the quarterback that it was it was a risky thing to be all in right. on Jimmy Garoppolo. We did the uh, the dating game episode with some blind comparisons. And he's, he was similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick in the year yeah, prior. I know. And like, yep. you know, I could. That was eye opening. Yeah. You can really trick people with that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So, of course, he was, you know, a sexy player physically <laughs> and okay i mean of course yeah yeah but you know what i mean like right he was a trendy pick and you know he's all the rage he's the young cool guy over there and so when we wants see that him. as a quarterback we're like oh, no, but that no adds way. to fantasy draft value because the oh, yeah. users of the apps move the needle on average draft position and you have to pay for it because people think he's handsome right and that doesn't translate to fantasy football no, points. and that's my whole point so um i like to believe that this would have he probably wouldn't have finished in the top 15 because of so many of the guys that jumped into that tier. When you think about Baker Mayfield who missed games and just jumped right into there, yeah. how many people had Baker Mayfield in their top 15 rankings? Even zero like Dak because Prescott, it wouldn't make any sense. Especially in a yeah, huge week Dak 17, playing, like sneaking up. Dak like playing that. every game probably gets ahead of him. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky dropping 40 burgers out of nowhere probably gets ahead of him. <laughs> a lot. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, yeah. and there's no virtual certainty that he's a top 15 quarterback. And and you, you think about talk- guys like Matt Stafford who are top 15, top 10. I mean, he's basically been career top 10 yeah, or 11 yeah. or 12. Um, way out of the picture, right? Yeah. So it could happen to anybody. Jimmy Garoppolo is not excluded from that company. Right. There were some big games for their quarterbacks. Like Bethard had a couple big ones. Mullins. And, and Mullins had a couple big ones. One. But, you know, I, I think he could have been. It would have been right around there. He's a stream. Like, he would. I it think was a where he deserves option, to be is a streaming were, option. And that yeah. was the point you were trying to make yeah. in the beginning anyway. Yeah. And so that next year, do you see him being a streaming option, or are you going to wait a couple of weeks to see what, how he comes back? From I, his I would consider him a streaming option. I mean, you think about where he was going in drafts. He's going like eighth, ninth round. Andrew Luck was going behind him, who yeah. I was all over from the jump, right? Yeah. So it's like Mahomes went behind him. Exactly. So look at those guys who are in the double digit rounds. And if you want to try to find someone that can take you all the way through the season, look for that upside. We identify those guys all the time. Yeah. And if not, Pick somebody crappy in the 15th round and play the game, and we'll get into the numbers that we found about how we played that game. Yeah. And it's pretty, uh, 
in your favor, I got to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. All right. My next one. No Raider will finish inside the top 20 in their position, dot, 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 except Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr did his part. He ends up at QB 18. Good job. The running backs and wide receivers do their part. Jalen Rashard was the highest finishing Raiders running back at running back. 30 and half, 35 and a half point PPR. Yuck. No receiver to speak of. Jordy Nelson was in and out of the lineup. Contemplated retirement. They had nobody else. Yep. Tom, when I said this, you were like, not even Jared Cook. And I said, not even Jared <laughs> Cook. And Jared Cook, we know you listen now because he uses it as motivation and finishes as tight end five. What I a guy. love Jared Cook. He had a great year. Love him. He, awesome was, he was awesome. You know, I had him in a couple of leagues. So I was able to scoop him right after that big week, week one. You know, you see nine that, for 180. You know, even I, you know, and it was a tight end you using your first waiver claim on. And that's tough to do. And yeah. even for me. But if I see a tight end throw down a number like that, I'm like, OK, I got to give that another shot. And you were able to use him pretty much all year. Pretty he was worth whatever fab people spent on him. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't want to awesome. miss out on it yeah. either. Top five tight end. Yeah, I but mean, I mean, that's nothing to scoff. I mean, at. and he's going to be one of those guys. I think where we look back and be like, think of what Jared Cook had to have happen for him to score a hundred and what is it, one hundred fifty nine point six fantasy points. I know. Amari Cooper gets traded. Jordy Nelson in and out of the lineup. Marshawn Lynch to IR. They bring in Doug Martin. Even they brought in C.J. Anderson they for a week. His, they slowed his snap share even yeah. too. Like he did it on limited yeah. targets. The Raiders amazing imploded. catches. He had yeah. a, a true breakout year, and he's like thirty one. He could it's have awesome. broken out even more. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. He's like a. Would have been a terrible joke. Scott, your next one. Okay, sure. <laughs> what? Say it. I like a terrible joke. I was going to say he's like a case of herpes that you catch early. Uh, and it just didn't break out that much, that uh, bad. That, well, that's good. <laughs> I know. But but you didn't like it. No. <laughs> I haven't told you about the herpes because it's not inflamed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll go. Um Devin Coleman will have more fantasy points than Devontae Freeman. This ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that was one of the. One that was of a cakewalk, though, after. Uh, yeah, Devontae I mean, Freeman, Freeman gets hurt. And Coleman wasn't even one, that good. He? Coleman wasn't even that good this year. That's the thing that sucks about this. Like, he I had thought big he games. was going to do so much better. He had some yeah. big games, but I expected a lot more from him, even in. You know, even with Devontae Freeman, I still kind of expected him to do better, and he wasn't able to do that. I think he'll be moving on this year, which makes me really excited for both him and Devontae Freeman. I think Devontae Freeman is going to have a lot of sneaky value going into next year's draft. Yeah, he that was, or Ito Smith. And I think also with Tevin Coleman not doing exceedingly well in this contract year, wherever he signs won't have this huge hype around it. And guys who buy in on him, like you and I and Don, um, I think we'll be the benefactors of this. We'll be able to draft him late, as we usually do, and get a lot of quality starts yes. out of him. Agreed. Don't forget Tevin, what Kevin, Tevin Coleman did for you in week 15. I will never. Because I'll never. Yeah. I will never. Uh, Tom. Yeah, this one uh, it was, it was a bit of a miss, but you also <laughs> got to consider that Andy Dalton, uh, you know, he leaves the season. Yes. AJ Green leaves the season. And you know what? It was never going to hit anyway. <laughs> uh, that's that John Ross would be the premier deep ball re receiving threat in the NFL. I mean, he's the fastest guy in the league, but yeah. uh, doesn't really show up. No. All of his touchdowns, of which he had a few, were really, really close, like red 10 zone, zone like not yeah. even red zone, like 10 zone. He was just a traditional like red zone threat, which was really cool, um, but not exactly what we expected. No. And I think we set the line for this at 40 yards. His longest touchdown of the year, 39. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> so he didn't even really qualify yeah. on uh, touchdown balls. Tyler Boyd took his shine. Tyler Boyd took his shine, and Tyreek Hill mopped the floor with him as expected, oh, obviously. Yep, yeah. um, that was his biggest competition coming into this, but if I say Tyreek Hill is going to be the premier deep threat in the NFL, not really a bold prediction. Tyreek no. Hill, a first-round pick next year? Yes. Yeah, I mean. Some it, people will pick him there for sure, and I think it's justified. I think he's Especially a Especially in bonus leagues. I think he's a great candidate for um, if you're in the back end of the first round. I've always liked to do this, too, is you, you take um, him because you want him. Right. And then whatever the best available running back is that gets back to you, you go with that. Yeah. Or you're just, you know, you're zero RB all the way. Right. Yeah. A lot of time I like to do it the opposite, though, is reach down for the running back I love and take the best wide receiver. Yeah. But we all know it works the same. Yes. Yeah, it does. Fantasy it does. works in mysterious yeah. ways. Oh, you build yeah. your team the way you no matter what want it's a to root well, for that, it. And then that's, that's, that's 100% it. Is like, you know? is Tyreek Hill a first round pick? If you think he is. If you want him bad enough. Because you're not going to get him in. Like, if you're, you're picking yeah. somewhere else, you're not going to get another shot at him. Right, right. So if you, you want him, shot. that's where you're going to have to he's, take him. He's yeah. one of those guys, if you let him get past you in the first round, you're uh, not going to get him. He's one of those guys, if you let him get past you, you're not going to get him. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so this should be our last round of predictions to get through. I'm going with one. I saved this one because I researched it quickly before the episode, and I was so close. If I if Derrick Henry had a, just three more weeks of, with the pace that he was at, he would have doubled Deion Lewis's scoring. Just three more historically. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's all. all. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. He, so I said Derrick Henry was going to double Deion Lewis's uh, fantasy points. At one point, Deion Lewis was doubling Derrick Henry. Well, you so know the fact that this even got close for me was an like unbelievable testament What's to what Derrick Henry did. What's funny about this one is that um, I remember even asking you, like, do you have a little bit of injury to Deion Lewis baked in in this? And, you and were I like, said no. Yeah. I, I, I thought you might have said yeah, but it's a nice out for you if you want to agree to it now. Because uh, Deion Lewis doesn't get hurt. No. no. Wire and he wire. usually does. Two right? years in a row now. He's so played all 16. If he had missed a couple games... Derrick Henry would get a, uh, obviously a bigger workload in those games, doubling. and he might have uh, he might have got you that double up, Donnie. Yeah, he I might have. Uh, so it ends up Derrick Henry had one in half point PPR. Derrick Henry had one hundred ninety three point eight six. Deion Lewis, because of that half point PPR boost, had one hundred thirty one. In standard, it was much closer to double, uh, obviously, because Derrick Henry is just one of the best standard plays that you could have. He rocks. Um, we love Derrick Henry. Just didn't end up working out. Derrick Henry, another well. great finish to the season, where we will now overdraft him. Hopefully not uh, next season. I think as well. so. Like I think he's you know he's going to sit right in that same range because Deion Lewis will always tempt. But yeah. Like, I will draft that upside because we hadn't seen that upside, but we always believed it. Like I did. he's we so did. big and so fast and so strong. Like I'll draft that. I will. And yeah. even ask I was the Jaguars to, about that hype. Yeah, I was talking to one of my buddies even, and he was like, "I would have drafted Derrick Henry in the fourth round just for those last three weeks." You know, yep. like well, that is the sat thing. on your bench the whole year. We did talk about that with a couple of players, right? It's like, like Doug it actually too. would be worth it. Yeah, to like draft Doug Baldwin was a good pick, but you don't know that going into the season, right. so it's an impossible like scenario. But it would technically be worth it if you could hold on to somebody with that kind of a ceiling. Yeah. So Derrick Henry does fall in this unique category where his ceiling is non-existent, right? Yeah. And any running back can get hurt, and it's less likely to be the gigantic one, and much more likely to be the one that's frequently hurt and half his size, who's also in the same backfield. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. For sure. Scott, to finish it off. 
My last one. And to the finish one, yours off. The one that I think I, I nailed the most is that this is the last year, unfortunately for us, that we will be able to enjoy the player, the slot players, the slot while we the slide slot receivers discount. that we discounted slots. so much. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, penny slots till noon. And, you know, I feel like I nailed this one because you see so many great players moving into the slot. Like Thielen's so good in the Juju. slot. Juju's so good in the slot. You still have, like, Edelman. Calvin Ridley has a breakout year, almost a 10-touchdown season, almost a 1,000-yard season for him out of the slot. Tyler. Boyd. Tyler Boyd has a monster year Thousand out of the year. slot. Cooper Cup has a monster year out of the slot. Emmanuel Sanders moves into the slot and just starts absolutely dominating. It is the time, you know, this is the generation of the slot. This you is can't, the time. You that can't is the hit matchup. them like you used to. Yeah, that is the matchup. So you Adam can Humphreys. see like players like Adam Michael. Humphreys. Dude, even like Michael Thomas, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, these guys play Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. These guys line up in the slot all the time. It's a huge advantage. Amount, you know, when you're doing your research going into next year's draft, amount of snaps played in the slot, I think is a really good thing to I think this is going to be receivers. a huge point of focus when we do the wide receiver rankings going into yeah, next year. Yeah, and you know, it, it, it may not be indicative in the ADP. I think it will be because of Yahoo and ESPN changing their standard leagues to have PPR and full PPR, that it will change the analyst's yeah. mind to like kind of give these guys a bit of a boost, and they should. Or not. But, you know, if not, we're going to be all over yeah. it. I'm going to be doing the deep dives for this. Like, who was playing in the slot I love and the slot how much stuff. they were doing it. Like, I think it's huge. Even a guy like D.D. Westbrook, who we love, you know, you could have started him every single week, and he plays in the slot all the time, and he, you know, was up and down. He finishes in the top 30 at wide receiver, so he could have been a wire-to-wire option, too. How much does this podcast love wide receivers? We went to Sands in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for the last draft of our drafting season earlier this year, earlier in 2018, and I only played slot machines. <laughs> That's how much we love slot receivers. I played a lot more. Even guys like like guys like Jarvis was good too. Yeah, yeah Sterling, bring Sterling Shepard was pretty. There's good. There's tons of guys. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, There's so much less resistance and so much easier opportunity. The linkage, the distance, the everything the route is tree like, is yeah. like you know. There's just so much more you can do. So it's it's nice. It's cool. Definitely. And even like tight ends, especially too. If you see the ones that are playing out of slot, obviously that is typically huge. the That's best just ones. Gigantic. It's typically the best ones, but you know they're worth that high pick because they play in the slot and they have such you know like we said they have so many options to get open and yeah do damage well if you want to talk tight ends my last one was uh an interesting one and it was half right and it was that uh zach which Ertz, is good enough for us zach Ertz would finish tight end two and okay. trey burton would finish tight end three because when trey burton was on the eagles and you saw it uh if you watched the eagles game just recently where dallas goddard was showing out right yeah he it's not gonna um kill zach Ertz or anything but the eagles offense always used two tight ends and when burton got the ball he was scoring at a historic rate what was it like 16 catches and five touchdowns yeah. or i have like it in that? these notes i'm almost positive okay. and i'll reference it right now yeah. burton um, was awesome though he like he yeah trey had burton had, had five chances. touchdowns last year and only 31 targets oh, oh my okay God. so one out, of, one out of every six of his targets <laughs> 22 percent he scored uh wild so i was one out of every five yeah well somewhere between yeah right so i i was hoping uh for big things with him in the beginning of the year it looked pretty good um as a ppr option it was definitely a better option than some of the other throw him out there and see what happens tight ends uh but he had a considerable dip especially in the absence of mitch trubisky for those weeks Mm -hmm. and granted he didn't sniff tight end three but he finishes at eight which for you, where, where you drafted him was actually pretty decent. If you played him every single week, 
he tanked you yeah. at a point. But if you played him in the correct weeks, he was a perfectly usable option. Yep. You just had to jump ship, and that's kind of the, the moral of the story with tight ends in general, is if you don't have an elite option, you have to have very, very low ties. You have to treat them like a character in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes. Because you can, you can <laughs> like can them as much time. as you want, but they're dead. They're yeah. as good as dead soon. Well, he hasn't made a movie in a while, so Game of Thrones, I think, is the reference <laughs> you want good. in that one. That's a good one, too. Although Tarantino's got a movie and coming you know, out this that, year. You know, that... You know, point is why i keep rethinking the tight end position and why those upper echelon tight ends you know i think get a bit of a boost because they're just so good and the difference between them and even tight end 10 is just so scary yeah yeah but there's still those guys like the george kittles of the worlds and you can make the argument for trey burton next year once again yeah. that you know they're in the back end of the draft and they have the opportunity to become right. one of those guys yeah if you catch them on the upswing you know that's uh that's, that's when the you glory win. shot right that's when you win yeah just talking about those tight end tiers, Travis Kelsey at number one with 243 points. Ertz had 222. Kittle, 214. Eric Ebron, tight end four, 189. Jared Cook, tight end five, 159. Austin Hooper, tight end six, 127. Yeah, so. Trey all, Burton, tight end seven. It's over 100 point drop oh, it's tight between end seven. one and six. Yeah, he was six. tight end seven, half point PPR. I think I looked at him in uh, full point PPR. Right, so tight okay. end seven was Trey Burton, who we're like, you could have just. Who I hated. You could have just streamed. Well, year. I actually and love tight, that. That makes, end, my, uh, that makes my prediction better. Right, it does. And tight end one was Travis Kelsey, who was better than. Uh, like 90% of the wide receivers. And yes. Gronk was nowhere to be Gronk heard. wide receiver 11 and half point PPR. Out tight end 11. Top tight end 10. 11. Yeah. Gross. He did miss three games and everybody. And so does he. Like, what's yeah. the difference, right? Yeah. He usually misses three games. I was just saying that to frame it right. as no other tight end above him missed more than one game. Yeah. Speaking of tight ends, you know, we're, I looked, we did a deep dive, uh, me and Don today on our, yes, this on our plum picks. Um, we actually did pretty good. We were over 50% on uh, them scoring at least six points and half PPR. So, they, you know, that's that's enough. You know, you get six. Yeah, six is, talking about tight ends, you mean? Yeah. yeah okay. Six just is the ends. litmus because um, we'll start a guy who scores one touchdown on a one yard play and that's a success right yeah and a lot of time you, we're giving you these deep dives yeah we've picked swope oh, we've yeah. picked uh, yeah. dan arnold yeah. we've picked like you know i picked cj uzoma for seven straight weeks <laughs> i mean just to make a joke here's a really good one uh week 11 tom had gerald everett and that was the week that the rams played the chiefs yeah. first and week he, without uh or not one of the one of the weeks without cooper yeah he finished his tight end two that week Let's so go. that was awesome. That, that was, was cool. really good. That one. was a lot. Um, I had Johnny Smith tight end five one week. That was pretty random. That was one. that was out of nowhere. And then week sixteen, we all plum picked a tight end inside the top ten of the week. Yeah. So and the thing with when the plum we picks, when you needed us the most, we had you. Yeah, and the thing with the plum picks too is like we could put we could put three in the top ten every we week. Could we go could go Kelsey Ertz Kittle every week. <laughs> we could do what Michael Irvin there. does on the NFL game day show and be like, here's why things gonna make plays. Michael Thomas next yeah. week, Devonte <laughs> Adams the week after, Zeke Elliott the next week. We're looking for um, guys. Saquon. We're looking for Come guys on. that are like three thousand yeah. dollars in DraftKings because you guys know what you're over doing. over fifty beyond fifty percent uh, availability. Yeah, in most right. apps, you know what I mean. So we're looking for those guys that you take off the bench and put in the yeah. lineup, and. Uh, that's why the numbers aren't a hundred percent, but I'm still damn proud of what we've. Uh, oh, absolutely, especially in the tight sure. end because that's just to get over fifty percent in tight end. Yeah. I think that's maybe one of the biggest accomplishments of this show. Yeah, so far we're like, talking literally like pulling guys from nowhere. Yeah, 
Yeah. Out the of position we struggled which, at the most was wide receiver. That was the only one we were under 50% on. And that was a 10-point uh, line. The, the Mendoza line had to be at least 10 points. And, you PPR. Know, wide receiver was tougher this year. There was so much unpredictability. You even see like a guy like Mike Evans, who was a top 10 lock every single week. Some weeks he was bombing out. You know, He was getting five points some weeks. One week he had one catch. So this happened to a lot yeah. of top flight guys. Obviously not your... So obviously you know, it's going to happen to Kenny Stills. Feeling even had weeks like this. You know, it was all over the place. Yeah. So even the plum picks we have, you know, they're up and down. The receiver position's tough. And like you said, you know, even if you just picked the top of the crop all the time, it would still be up and down some weeks. That yeah. is, that's a hundred percent true. And you know, some random names to throw out that we were recommending TJ Jones, yeah, you know, right. Bruce Ellington, like guys that were like Kiki Cute. Yeah. In, in dicey times, you yeah. know? So it's like the, to have a that close of a uh, get you ten points out of nowhere, ten points in your lineup is a, right. is a soft yeah. is a warm feeling in the pit. Like I plum picked Amari Cooper in his first game as a Cowboy. Here was a cool touchdown. One. Yeah, full PPR. Um, every single one of the guys we picked in one week went over fifteen points, and they were all in the same game. Yes, Tom picked Deshaun Jackson. Don picked Chris Godwin, and I picked Muhammad Sanu. I mean, we, yeah, and they all went for fifteen. I just remember that was like, a game that we were just so yeah. excited. I mean, for. those are. Our teams, yeah, right? Yeah. Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Like those yeah. were the defenses you were targeting by the end of this year, and it and it gloriously panned out that they played each other. Unfortunately, the second matchup was a meaningless Week 17 game, yeah. And so we didn't get to just load those guys out in our plum picks again. I right. probably would have done the exact same thing, yep. Uh, in that second matchup, so that was just a fun one. That was we did yeah. have plum picks for Week 17, though. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. And those were counted into this. I think Jameis was uh, was uh, one of ours for that week. It probably was. He yeah. was mine. We he loved, was. We loved. He was QB one that week. Yeah. I think. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I, yeah. He had a couple huge weeks. Um, Traquan Smith was a nice one for you, Don. Yes. you had him uh, week eleven and against the Eagles the when he had that explosion. Much. Yes, yeah. and then I went back to him for the week of Thanksgiving, and I don't know. Where and he went to. Bagels, oh, he was inactive, though, but you he know, didn't play. It happened. That's why. Yeah, we had a couple inactive. Yeah, um, like I recommended Doug Baldwin in a week where he went inactive. I had two running backs. Chris Carson was a surprise inactive one week against the Cardinals. He would have crushed them. He would have. And then Carlos Hyde got traded. I plum picked him on the Browns <laughs> Thursday, and then Friday he's gone. He's on the Jags. So you count. You can't yeah. count that one against me. We, we were, were like considering doing an emergency like fifteen minute episode yeah. just based on everything that happened on Friday because I think that was the same day as the Josh Gordon trade. It was a big day. We yeah. were above fifty percent, and and one. One pick better on running backs than we were on tight ends, so that was pretty nice. Awesome. Um, we did a pretty good job mixing it up with running backs too. You know, we took a lot of deep dive. We took a lot of yeah. risk. You know, we you know we weren't picking Zeke. We never we once Todd Gurley, but uh, let me just it was take a, a quick. Look it was here. a really good year for running back. I think a lot of people didn't notice. Like there were a lot of weeks where there were you know 10, 10 to fifteen to twenty the, guys having double digit performances, which was not the case last year. So it was actually a lot easier for us to uh, so the to pick only these guys. the only running back we picked in the who finished in the top 10 was G when Tom picked James White in like week two before we realized, okay, James White's having an incredible year. Yeah. Uh, we also used a couple on Philip Lindsay, obviously, right. yeah. who ended up as running but back he was, 12, but wasn't a commodity yeah. at that point. And even the one time I picked him, yeah. I also picked Royce Freeman and they both yeah. scored. Right. Yeah. 
Um, right. We also had Tariq Cohen in there a lot. He was yes. running back 13. But, but again, you know, again, he started off the, the year so with, slow. And the thing is with Lindsey and Cohen is these guys were guys where you drafted them. Like We think of it in a, in a season-long aspect, too. So if you had Cohen, you also had two starting running backs. So you could have had a really tough choice to make at your flex. Like I yeah. had to choose between Cohen and Tyler Boyd in all a half-point PPR league all year. And it was hell. Absolute yeah. hell. You know, So you could have had decisions like that. So plum picking Tariq Cohen, one of you guys doing that or myself doing that gave me a decision you know so i was like okay i'll start yeah. cohen this week and that's exactly and the why next we week, do this one segment. of us would hopefully plum pick boyd because we yep. talked about him all the time yeah. and that would make my decision for that week yeah that makes sense i mean i i'm proud of the running back stuff i know we got some deep dives in there too i know we had naheem hines in a weird week that panned yes. out even yep. i knew i had that one we had we had these yeah, guys picked them in they, a nine catch week. Yeah, <laughs> they just go. they just show up yeah. randomly, but sometimes the writing's on the wall. Yeah, and when the writing's on the wall and it's it's obvious enough that we can identify it and tell you guys confidently, right? That it is sometimes worth it to bench somebody who's you know a middling talent to bring yeah. in Naheem Hines in the right matchup right. or somebody else in the right CJ matchup. Anderson. Exactly, yeah. of course. <laughs> I've learned that the one. Best. Yeah. So what's what's awesome and my favorite part about this whole research. We killed it at quarterback <laughs> because yes. this is like, because, and this is the whole point. That's the point. It's like the I'd love point. to pat myself on I, the back. I didn't say this about running back. Uh, the same, same Mendoza line, 10 points, half PPR was what we counted as good, good or bad. Um, we used 15 for quarterback and uh, yeah, we went 32 of 18 in our prediction. So 64% went over that 15 point line. Obviously it was a great year for quarterbacks. It was scoring was up, you know, offensive efficiency was up. And across we're picking the board. guys that are not owned at all. Exactly. Right. We were picking guys that anyone, I tried every week to pick up someone that was like at under 50% owned on Yahoo yeah. and ESPN. Every we're picking, single I time. Pick, I had a week where I picked Colt McCoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, so but so I, did Don and but, it hit. Well, Colt McCoy, well, it hit. And <laughs> yeah. then in the week that I had him, he, he gets hurt. hurt. He broke right? his so leg, like, yeah. Even then, you just give us a plus you one. Actually, like, you actually, you picked Jimmy G the week he got hurt. And he still got well, he 15. Well, he went nuts, actually. Yeah. He got yeah. you 22, I think, before he yeah. got hurt. And they were driving to win the game right? yeah. at the end of that when he got hurt. There's some really good ones that we had. Um, oh, yeah. I took Jameis Winston six week six. He was QB one. Uh, that was awesome. We had Dak week 14. He was QB2. And Tom had Big Ben week two before Big Ben. Big Ben finishes as a top five quarterback. But yeah. before that, you know, we nice. don't even like Big Ben. Yeah, he was he available. Got, Big Ben was player one. So that was our, you know, that was yeah. our plum pick yeah. maybe of the year, Tom. So congratulations on that one. That was a really good one. But, it was that uh, rushing touchdown. You know, it was a, it was a pretty ass. good year for plum picks for us, guys. We did, we did pretty good, I yeah. think. And, uh, Hopefully we can do a little better. Yeah, the next numbers year with yeah. Them the numbers and, are encouraging, and the, and the storyline behind it supports it too, right? It's never going to be a hundred percent. It wouldn't be even if we played the studs. Right, we picked the studs, and you know these numbers are better yeah. than a coin and flip odds. So it was fun like, going through it because yeah, like, like well, I picked, I plum picked Stefan Diggs twice. Like, so what was we I were doing? Down my a favorite, lot of grief my favorite and part I deserved of it. it. My favorite part of it though. And I think you guys will agree is like week, I think it was like week seven. I'm going through it. And Don, I'm like, what's my plum pick receiver, Don? He's like, Oh, Tyler Boyd. Nice one. <laughs> like six weeks, 14 later, week, 14. Who's Don's plum pick. Tyler, Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Tyler Boyd. So we, we all had a nice laugh at that one. And I did big Odell back him one week. Yeah, he but, hit too. He delivered but, for you. But he hit. But the important thing too is like there was there was an explanation behind all of it. Like we don't do we don't just do stuff yeah, on the show. I, mean, like, when I, pick I up, said Tyler Boyd because it was like he, it was after I felt he had proven that he could still 
you know, do well without AJ Green and with Jeff Driscoll as quarterback. And so that was what was behind it, not like, oh, like I need a layup yeah. here. Let's do this. And even for me, it was Odell Beckham, one of the, he was one of the more expensive options in DFS. Right. And I yeah. said, this is the week. I mean, he's been like the greasy or the squeaky wheel. Right. He's gonna get the oil this week. It's a good matchup. Pay up. And what does he do? Shows out over a hundred yards on a tub. Yeah, I think if I think if the price disrespect <laughs> yeah. stayed with Mike Evans, like oh it was God. too late. In it the was year getting. For us I know. To, I know. Like one of one of us would have had to pump pick I him know. if it went on for another week. He was sixty eight hundred dollars on Fanduel for the entire end of the year, and right. we just made a run at that, Scott and I. And I had I had Joe Flacco as as loser of the year, and yes. I plump picked him <laughs> several times to success. Twice. He was a, a twice pretty good yeah. loser. He loses out this yeah. week, and uh, I guess we can kind of transition that. I into said the Raiders the, were my loser of the, the year. Recaps too. Recaps and previews, but uh, the Ravens, you know, they fought hard, but the the Chargers got out to a nice big lead, and like Tom said, once they get out to a lead like that, this it's was over. the one result I didn't see coming. Like yeah. I really expected them to run all over the Chargers again, but the Chargers they were prepared I mean, this time. They played. 59 of their 62 defensive snaps with seven defensive backs on the field. Just chasing. They basically had Derwin James play linebacker yeah, the whole they, game. They needed speed to chase Lamar, I think. And, that and was it worked. Why. They, and they had safeties up, up front, yeah. more speed. You know. It was yeah, great. So, they go on, so the Chargers go on to face the Pats. That's awesome. I'm really excited yes. for that matchup. I think um, that should be a cool prospects one. Prospects of that one, I think. Philip yeah. Rivers 0-6 versus Tom Brady, career career long. He's yeah. Dead. One I of also those don't, is the t- game he played with a torn ACL. I also though. don't expect the Chargers to win. I do. For that reason, I'd like to have a lot of Chargers in my Keenan lineup. Allen. Yeah, I think it's definitely more or less a Keenan Allen week. Yeah, I think Mike so, Williams too. Michael and DFS. I mean, DFS is all we've got right now. Yeah. So going for those cheap options is not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Mike Williams saw an interesting stat today. First wide receiver to have uh, double-digit touchdowns on less than like 45 catches yeah, and a 45. certain yardage He number. was wide receiver 24. Since Ted Ginn, 2015, and they're the only two to ever do it. Yep. All right. So his red zone prowess is is growing. Uh, and that two-point conversion that play they had catches, is 10 money. Yeah. If they can ever get down to the two, they should just run that play every time. He yeah. gets wide open. How do they not guard unstoppable. him? unstoppable. I know. Uh, so I would load out Chargers. I have no. I, I'm not too scared of it. I, I, Melvin Gordon obviously uh, always a good option, but a little scarier yeah. in a game like this. Yeah. You know, give me uh, give me Sony Michelle. Give me those guys. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'll I'll take those guys every day. Julian Edelman also interesting as a slot option for all the reasons we just talked about. Right. Earlier. Yeah. Absolutely. Edelman rocks. I'm all. I'm way back. Playoff in Edelman. Next year. Yeah. DF. I mean, what's Gronk's price going to look like in DFS? Is he going to be the most expensive tight end behind Hurts? I, I don't even know, man. It's like I don't think it. I don't think it's a great Gronk matchup. No. He's not a typical tight think, end, and they I have a good defensive with, backfield. I think with the way that the I, – I know their de- defense will probably be different, but the Colts played so much like pushed back coverage. The tight end I'm playing, we, I guess we can kind of transition into the yeah. next game. Yeah. I'm it's playing Kelsey. Kelsey. I'm yeah. paying up for Kelsey. I think that it's a perfect time to go ahead and just buy up on him because – they got dominated by Kiki Kute in this like short term, you know, yeah. little spots in the field, and I think that in that soft coverage, that's where Kelsey kills it for yeah. them. You know, these man to man coverage types of teams, that's where you see Tyree Kill just blowing the top off. Yep. I think that the Colts will do a good job containing him, much like they did Hopkins. They're different players, but they have you know a similar impact. Do we in the see way the they Chiefs over. playing Tyree Kill in the slot more if they if they can't get one of those big ones over the top? They tend to move him around all the time, yeah. so yeah. I wouldn't be like too worried about. I wouldn't be too worried about Tyree Kill either. But you know, like we've been saying at the tight end position, this late too, there's not sure. that many options in general. Yeah. So I think I would pay up for one of them. Yeah. And I'd rather have Kelsey than Ertz this week. Is that the worst Ertz Ebron week good. in the world either? Though. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Absolutely. 
so for the Chiefs, I mean, the Colts get a huge win. Marlon Mack is really tasty because Ooh. he's not going to be the most expensive running back on this slate. Uh, thanks Mack to the Zeke's rocks. and the Alvin Kamara's of the world. So, I mean, he's making himself some big-time draft capital. Oh, man. Just he's like raising, Fournette did last year. Yes. He's raising all the right eyebrows, though. The community oh, yeah. is very aware. My savvy friends are very aware. I know, um, so I know. It's, it's going to be a guy to just try not to I hope to he fumbles about. a couple times this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he fumbled a few times last game. Speaking of which, you guys got your wish with Lamar Jackson today. Yeah, yeah. Played horribly. Had did a, had a very entertaining comeback. But I would I would take anybody in, in this game. I think yeah. Andrew Luck's a great option in this yeah. game because oh, he's sure. going to have to throw a ton. I, mean, I think T.Y. Thing. Hilton's these an guys, awesome option in this these game. These guys get to these games by playing good football, and that's part of it with fantasy. But right. they also have not been world beaters defensively. The Chiefs' defense is probably not up to, up to snuff to make it all the way. And if they yeah. do, it will be in spite of their defense. Yeah. Right. So it's really interesting to load players out against them. I think they're probably the best candidate of a loadout against team in the uh, NFL playoff. Right, especially because of game and then too. Tr- si- uh, like, it's kind of tricky because the players on their team are also loadout candidates all the time. Yeah, right. So and it's if just, you just like game scripts for them the whole But if time. you use only those two, like FanDuel will be like, you can't just have everyone from right. one game. So you got to throw in a... Uh, uh, Mike Williams. Yeah, or you got. <laughs> yes, exactly. Throw the scent yeah. off the well, trail. That's why we, yeah, that's why we throw in one of the, a couple of these yeah. deep guys. <laughs> throw okay, in yeah. a Mike Williams and yeah. you know one of these random sure. guys. A Tyrell Williams. Travis Benjamin got a lot of touches too. Yeah, Saints. <laughs> Annoyingly, Saints Eagles. I don't see a lot of um, uh, fantasy options that I would really like to be playing on the Eagles. There's just so many cooks I mean, in the kitchen. Aguilar. My one question. Tate. Are we really going to do this with Nick Foles again? I don't know. Is man. he going to get them? There? I love it. I love it too. I love it so breeze. much. It's awesome. I think yeah. they'll get the floor waxed, hopefully. And uh, I mean, it, it happened before. The Saints really even shouldn't have lost last year. They're going to be pretty uh, inspired. They got to be razor focused. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, a Michael Thomas day. I think they're. Oh, they've oh, got to oh, be. Oh. They've got to be very happy with the result. Uh, I can't wait to watch be playing. that. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm loading out way more Saints than I would be Eagles. Yeah. Especially with the Eagles secondary still destroyed. Uh, stat came up today when we were watching. They started 13 different players in their defensive backfield this year. Insane. Oh my! It's an amazing oh coaching my. job. Yeah, we were talking about that too. I think he should win. This coach season is not a. Uh, it has to go down as a success, no matter how it ends. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's been an incredible success. You know, you win this game. It's a close, ugly game, but you win and you get the credit for it. Obviously, but leading up to this, I think the whole year has just been just shows how good, like how good of an organization they are, and how they're just really on the right track to being good for a long time. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, the last game we haven't talked about yet is Rams Cowboys. Very interesting game. I mean, Dak Prescott make, made so many winning plays. He almost out Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson in that Seahawks yeah, game. Yeah, did. Yeah. Um, and Zeke has just been, he's so quietly been so dominant all year. You said to me before the before the game. 170, I thought he was going to get. 169 total yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I told you. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, right? also nice. Yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper, obviously an interesting DFS Seven for option. 104, I think. Just right. because he's been amazing, and obviously Alan Hearns not re- returning to the field uh, anytime soon. Don't so bring that up. If, Ooh, you, that if you want to you know, get a little crazier, you can go with Michael Gallup. He's actually had some pretty good traction. Scored. He should, and the Rams yeah, he's, secondary he's is more than not a few great. Times. Rams secondary, definitely not great, Scott. You are 100% right. You paying up for Zeke or Gurley? I paid up for Zeke last week, and I really did like it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It's a tough one because I, I think they both have this, almost like the same pass catching ability at this point. I think I think Gurley wasn't like you know too banged up. I think they just knew that they can get by and get these W's against. I think it was what Arizona and yeah. San Francisco. I think he's going to unleash some hate. The problem though is that the Cowboys just play so many. I think teams. it's time for him to eat. The Cowboys play teams so tough that yeah, you, you can see this game becoming a stinker or something like that, or just like a a Cowboys upset even yeah. if they put up enough points. They took the Redskins title of being the NFC Titans. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys are the NFC Titans. I think they're way better than. I mean, they're the exciting because we, Titans love, we the love Dak so. and Zeke is awesome, but yeah. not everyone loves Dak as much as we do. He's great. He's such a great streamer, and you know he's our two QB, you know, ride or die. But yeah, um, yeah he's got he, a nose for the end not, zone. That yeah, guy. yeah. He he always sneaks his way into that QB1 conversation. He'll get you there. Right on the stream. There's a lot of people to choose from. There's yes. only talented players left, so basically just play and have fun. And yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, know. just be happy that you don't have to do this for another, you know, 15, 16 weeks. Yeah. yeah the, you the know, just be happy over. the fantasy season officially is over and you just get to do whatever you want for Hopefully the playoffs. Hopefully you're just, yeah, you're just playing. I didn't do anything duel. this week and I was fine with it. Yeah, me too. Hopefully your, your FanDuel and DraftKings uh, winnings, you know, are, are, you know, your games are being funded by your league winnings. Yeah, so even if you lose, it's like, that's yeah, a dream. Oh, whatever. It's I'm playing with, you know, house money. Of anyway. course, of course. Uh, any last, uh, so who's going to be playing in the championship games, gentlemen? I'm um, going Eagles and uh, Rams okay. and Chiefs Chargers. I'm going with Colts Chargers, two upsets. Nice. That's right. Colts, Love Chargers. that. And I'm going to go with the two favorites, the Saints and the Rams on the other side. I want to see that game again. You're saying who's going to be in the Super Bowl or in the AFC championship, NFC the championship? The AFC NFC Championship game, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Colts or Chiefs? Right. My Super Bowl is uh, Patriots Saints. Tom's Super okay. Bowl is week 16. <laughs> <laughs> My Super Bowl has already passed. Yeah. All right, well, uh, the actual Super Bowl is creeping up, and we will be doing the Super Bowl, Super Bowl prop bet pool again. If you would have any prop bets that you've seen in previous Super Bowls that you would like to be included in this year's iteration of the prop bet pool, I'm not asking you to make the prop bet pool for me. Trust me, we've got plenty to go through. Um, we look forward to that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, but if you have something that you think would be interesting that you think might be a really cool deciding question, of course, uh, first movie trailer aired is going to be there. I can't wait for that. Over one. under on the anthem. Over under on the anthem is a, a staple. We don't yeah. know who's singing it yet. I think we kind Pink of hit the over, soon. right? It Last was year? Uh, it was highly contested. Yes, I don't remember. What it we was. Went uh, with, it depended though. on the time. Right? If you yeah. went by first musical note, like the first drum hit, it went over. over. If you went by just her vocals, it was like it was under by half oh, a no, second no, or no. something. Yeah. You count the song from you know. So the we, first I sound think we went the, with the over. Yeah, we we declared it yeah. over. I think that was Tom's. We we let Tom make the official ruling on that. Uh, the if official, I was singing. I would be betting the over so heavy and just did Fergie out have the over day. in the NBA All Star game? No, we well, you know. only hit the under if you do like I turned a speedy, it off halfway through. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the under is not going to be like this amazing, like flourishing performance. It's like a speedy. Right. I'm you nervous. You want to hit get the over. It. You want to hit the over. Yeah. If you're nervous. Yes, absolutely. You get. You probably only going to do it once. Ask Christina Aguilera. Oh. Um, yeah, I went. I went there. Uh, we will see you all on next Thursday for the championship game preview, and I believe. Uh, it's the ADP review, which is another fun one that we do. Taking a look at how drafts panned out, some the biggest overreach, the biggest uh, overperformer, we'll underperformer, cool all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at RutzFF. We're on Instagram, straight flexing. Woo! At RutzFF as well. Tom's on Twitter at HillierFF. Scott's at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. Once again, we will see you next Thursday. Keep scoring. Baby, we were born to win.